the volume. Hey guys, it's the Sessions presented by FanDuel. It might be cold, but the sports calendar is heating up, baby, and there's no better place to get in on the action than with FanDuel. The app is safe, secure, and so, so easy to use. FanDuel always has exclusive offers, boosts, and more. And when you win, you're going to get paid real fast. FanDuel has lots of ways to play, like with the spread, money line, over, under, team totals, player props, and so much more. You can jump into the action at any time during the game with live betting. And you can combine multiple bets from the same game in a same game parlay to try out the same game parlay plus. Get in on that. And... FanDuel is now live in Maryland, y'all. So use the promo code Renee, R-E-N-E-E, and download the FanDuel app today to start making every moment more. Disclaimer, 21 plus in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit FanDuel.com slash RG for Colorado, Iowa, Minneapolis, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Illinois, and Virginia. 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text NEXT STEP to 53342. 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat for Connecticut. 1-800-9-WITH-IT for Indiana. 1-877-770-STOP for Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org for Maryland. Tennessee Redline, 1-800-889-9789 for Tennessee. Visit ksgamblinghelp.com for Kansas. 1-800-522-4700 for Wyoming or visit www.1800gambler.net for West Virginia. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the sessions. Hope everyone is having a good day. Feeling good. Caffeinated. Hydrated. Eating every three to five hours. Three to five hours? No, three to five small meals. I don't know. Guys, I'm not good at self-care. I tried. I just tried for you. I obviously failed and I don't implement any of those things except for the caffeinated side. That side. I am locked and loaded in. Um, much like I assume my guest probably always is because he is always going a mile a minute. Sanjay Dutt is on the podcast today. Um, we really didn't get to work together all that closely in our time in WWE. So I have like this newfound appreciation for Sanjay Dutt for how closely we get to work together in AEW and watching the way this man's brain operates. Um, he is constantly doing like 10 different things at one time and and uh, it takes a a certain person to be able to pull that off. And I think that he certainly does that. I enjoy watching <laughs> this man do what he does, whether he's on screen in AEW um, to, to all the, the many different hats that he wears backstage. We get into all of that stuff. Here it is, guys. This is Sanjay Dutt. Anything I need to know? Just a free-flowing conversation. Just an interview. Did you research my life? What, what are we working with? I re- I researched a few things. I've got a couple things written down. Um, we're just gonna bullshit. We're just gonna bullshit a little bit. Um, but first things first, Sanjay. I would just like to give us both a shout out for owning these beautiful oh. fake plants to just really spice up the background. Where did it go? There it is. Yes. <laughs> thanks to the, thanks to my wife. Who, this has made it through every house that I've lived in. Hell yes. You know what? You you really got to appreciate the greenery in the house until you realize they still need to be watered and maintained and then they all die on me. So I've just, who has the time? I don't. You don't. I see some dust. I see some dust on there though. Yeah, this could use a little, uh, a little Swiffer jet situation. Yes. Um, as we jumped on here, were you chugging a milk? I was chugging a, um, a protein shake. So I, I opened the box, but this is the one that had no label around it. So I was like, collector's item or something, you know? What the heck? Maybe. I don't know. That's, I'm, that was bold of you to just down it. It's just like the... That's how you do it. Just straight shoot it. Here we go. That's how I drink my vodka too, Renee. So, you know, one and the same. Maybe just mix the protein shake in the vodka. Actually, that sounds <laughs> like... That sounds oh. like you would shit your pants 100%. Nobody needs to. Hey, are, we, are we on right now? Is this- yes, yes. Oh! <laughs> I thought you were like waiting for an intro or something. Great. This is great. Let's no, do we just do it. I do the intro afterwards. Uh, usually when I have a little peace and quiet in the house. So sometimes my daughter joins me and then all hell breaks loose. But anyways, no, we're in it. We're in the interview. We're doing it. Um, How are you doing? How do you function? I feel like... 
you and I, when we were both at WWE, I didn't really work with you all that much because you came in, you're busy doing your thing, I'm busy doing my thing. So we didn't really cross paths all that much. Now we're fucking in it to win it together, buddy. Yes. I love it. <laughs> I do too. Are you having fun, Renee? I am. I am having fun. And the thing that I love is like, I love working with you. I love when Don Callis jumps in on some things as well. I think like the backstage vibe is actually a ton of fun because it's like that collaborative environment that we didn't have before. There's a little bit of panic in the eyes of like, what are we doing? What are we accomplishing here? How much time do we well, have? We always, so- pull it off. we always pull it off. We always pull it off. And we're always begging you to just give us like an extra 30 seconds, which you more often than not can come up with. Thank you for that. I remember last week, uh, you guys, what what happened, Sanjay? You ran away like like something important with like you went to put out a fire or something. Yes. And I came back and I said, I got a six, 30 seconds. <laughs> We were literally in the middle of about to go live and Sanjay just, I've never seen a human being move that fast. I literally, I was like, oh my God, something bad must have just happened. I thought you were running out to the ring. I, I did not know what was happening. And yeah, you you went to the truck, you got a truck or maybe you went to Tony, you got us 30 extra seconds, which we needed. So thank you. What I always tell people, they always ask me, you know, one of your first questions, how, how do you function? Well, it's time management. So I, I knew I had a window of like uh, 30 seconds to go get this done. And bam, did I get it done. You know, we were sitting down to do the interview with Soraya for Rampage. And we're about to do it. And I can't remember who it was that walked up to you. But you're like talking to them about the finish of their match. Then you also still had to go out and do your own promo in the show. Like, how do you juggle doing all these things and keep your head straight? I really don't know. Um, I, I just, I guess it comes natural. So, so when I said time management, you know, you know, kind of trying to be funny, but, but yes, it is time management. I, I, I kind of prioritize what needs to get done. I, I want to shout out to my team. Th- those guys are the best. Jeremy, Giancarlo, Danze. I mean, those guys, I lean on them. And, and what I've always, I, I had this conversation with one of them yesterday was, look, guys, I, I do my best to give you as much opportunity to empower yourselves to get shit done. That's the only way that things can can operate here. Um, I, I do my best to kind of give the information that needs to be given, empower these guys to, you know, go out and tackle what needs to be tackled. But uh, it, it is a lot of it is time management. You know, uh, I always joke that I can't walk down the hallway uh, trying to go to the bathroom without like 10 people. But Sanjay, Sanjay. Because so you're it, the it guy. Just, Everybody knows that like not only are you like the guy that does have the answers, but you also get shit done. You're very effective. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. That seriously, that means a lot because uh, ever since I stopped wrestling, it, it was a it was a weird transition. OK, now I've stopped wrestling. I'm working backstage. Um, is this really what I want to do? You know, that 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 sort of thing. And quickly I learned, yes, I, I love doing what I do backstage. I'm actually I'm more fulfilled professionally uh, working in a backstage capacity than I did, you know, going out there and wrestling. I mean, you still get to scratch that itch, though. I do. And that's a whole different topic that we can kind of get into as well, because I never thought that I'd be in front of a camera ever again. Um, but, but, but I feel fulfilled in helping people and getting them, uh, getting them to where kind of where, where I got to, where I got to be on TV. I got to be successful. I got to kind of check off these boxes through my professional career. And I want to help others kind of be fulfilled in that capacity and help them accomplish that. And I think I have done that now since, I mean, I haven't, I haven't wrestled now in five years. So for the past five years, I've just been immersed in kind of just cultivating talent, new talent, uh, existing talent, just kind of showing them the ropes and getting shit done. Like you said, because even like for my experience as well, like coming into AEW and like, I am on a talent contract, but I also have a producer contract as well. So it's cool to be able to use all of those skills that you've acquired over the years. And like, I don't know if you feel the same way, but when you go from like kind of like essentially just being on camera, like, you know, when I'm hosting shows and whatever, obviously a lot of prep work goes into those and I'm working with the producers, et cetera, et cetera. But I'm essentially there as like on air talent. But it's all these skills that you acquire while doing that, that now in AEW, I'm like, wow, I actually kind of know quite a bit about how to make these work and what makes sense and what the shot should look like and what the blocking should be like and storyline wise, how things make sense. It it is actually far more fulfilling than maybe I even thought that it was going to be. 
which is kind of what I experienced. So uh, it, it has been now, uh, in 2012 was when I first kind of worked in the office at, at, at TNA at Impact Wrestling. So for 10 years now, like a lot of people, especially if you work with me in WWE, where I was just a match producer. And that is kind of what WWE is, where, okay, this is your job. And, and I kind of, which kind of was part of the reason why I wanted to kind of quit where I, I was like, look, I, I think I know in my heart of hearts, I can do more than just be a match producer. Um, because before I, before WWE, I was at Impact, and what you see now, uh, I did that at Impact, and, and so I, I had I had all these experiences, and I got to WWE. It was like, okay, you have this one segment, and you're going to produce it, and then that's it. And I was like, hmm, yeah. But I see all this other stuff where I feel like I can contribute, and I wasn't feeling as fulfilled there. But yes, it, it is so fulfilling to kind of just be a part of every little thing. And like I said, at the end of the day, it, 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 to me, it's solely being able to help talent. And it's nice to be busy like that. Too. Like, even though there's times that I'm like, Sanjay, can you just take five minutes so that I can take five minutes? <laughs> <laughs> I see you just doing all of these things. And it's, you know, it's great to be busy. And, you know, it's kind of like that old adage, like you want to get something done, ask a busy person to do it. And that's exactly the case with you. But to actually be able to like do all those things, execute them. And yeah, we always pull it off. Like there's always figuring out a way to do it, whether time is against you. Not just pull it off, but we're hitting a home run, Renee. You're absolutely right. You're right. You're right. So on like the producing side of things, how do you like switch gears when you're working with everybody putting together their promos, their matches, whatever, but then you also still have your own promo to go out there and do? How do you make time for that? It's funny you say it because uh, a couple of days ago, and I don't know when this is going to air, but a couple of days ago we were in Indianapolis and, and it was two segments before I had to go out and, and Jeff Jarrett walked by and he said, hey man, you, you know what you're going to say? And, and, I, and I was like, shit, I totally forgot. I got to come up with this promo. So I said, okay, well, uh, let me go get with Max and I got with those guys and I just kind of threw something together in my head, but it was like that late in the game where I was like, oh shit, I forgot I got to cut a promo out there. So, okay, what do I got to say? I, it helps that I know where the stories are going and it helps that I know what the story is about. Uh, I think if I didn't have that, uh, I would have that talent anxiety that we see always backstage of where's this going? What am I doing? What am I going to say? Whereas I have the, uh, I'm privy to all of this stuff that they might not be privy to. So it helps me kind of formulate what I'm going to say when I'm out there or where I'm trying to go. You don't have time to overthink it. I think a lot of times it's like, you have this promo on the show all day. This is what I want to say. This is this, this is the out, blah, 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 blah. When you don't really have time to overthink it like that, you're just doing it. There's something special about doing it. Absolutely. Just doing it. Uh, and I'll use an example, uh, heading into full gear. We, you know, me, lethal and, and Sutton did this, uh, road to promo to, to hype up the match with sting and Darby versus lethal and Jeff. And, uh, it got some love and, and traction online. And I was getting tagged in a lot of stuff. And I and I was like, what? People like this? I literally thought, gave it zero thought. Uh, I literally looked at Lethal and I said, do you want to say something? He said, yeah, I'll, you, you, I'll go off of what you got. So I, I said, okay, Giancarlo just hit record and I just spewed it out. And then, you know, a week later it airs on Road 2. Or actually, it was, it was a countdown show to, to Full Gear. And, you know, everybody's tagging me online. I was like, oh, wow, okay. That, I guess that was good. So, um I, I, you know, it's different, it's different kind of, uh, ways that people prepare for promos. A lot of people, uh, and I know a lot of people that, that work at AEW will write out their stuff, have it memorized, time it to the T and know exactly what they want to say. I just never have been like that. Give me some bullet points. And like I said, thankfully I know where things are going and I can kind of just riff. What are sort of the pros and cons of those two things? I think as I'm, I have only worked um, for WWE up until this point. That's the only version of wrestling that I know and how that functions in your handed scripts. And we, you know, we know how that goes. But now being at AEW and there's not that, there are definitely pros and cons to both sides. How do you kind of see that? It, it will kind of depend on who the person is. At AEW, there's, and I've told Tony this a lot of times, hey, you know, there's a lot of people on our roster that don't need that extra time to kind of formulate what they're going to say. Um, they can just kind of go and they know exactly what they want to say when the camera turns red. Where there's other people that need extra time to prepare, to know what they're talking about. I think it just depends on who that person is. Um, 
my duration as a talent, you know, 18, 19 years was, I was never handed anything. This is what you need to get across. Great. So that is kind of how I trained myself as a professional wrestler and cutting promos. Whereas people that go through the WWE system don't really get that luxury. So then when you, I remember your first day and I went up to you and I said, Hey, how's it feel to have no script? <laughs> yes. It's like, fuck, feels great. So right before I was going out to do the promo with uh, with the acclaimed on Rampage and you came up and we were doing that promo with Keith Lee uh, and you came up and you gave me all the information that we needed and then you walked off. I can't remember who was standing next to me. It might have been Billy Gunn, maybe. And he was just like, that's just how you do it, right? Like you give me all the information that I need. Cool. You got that. You went off to do your thing. I went to do the thing with the acclaimed and then went to do the promo uh, with Keith Lee. Well, well Renee, to, to, to me, it's like, if we are all here working here, you know, you have a certain talent that has brought you here. So if, if I don't have that trust in you as a talent to be able to do your job, as long as I am empowering you with the information that you need to know, um, I, I should 100% believe that you can pull off whatever it is I'm telling you. You just need that information. So once that information is conveyed, and that's why I tell my team, here's the information that we need. Now, you guys all know what to do. Y'all are so talented when it comes to talent production. Everybody is here for a reason. So let those people go out and showcase their talents and why they are here um, rather than micromanaging every single word and movement. Thank God. Thank God for that. <laughs> okay, so that brings me to my next question. Working with Tony Khan, how has your relationship with Tony been um, from day one to where you guys are at now? I mean, essentially, I, I, I don't know if using right-hand man is necessarily the word, but I mean, you guys obviously work so closely together. How has that relationship developed over the time? You know, right. I don't think that Tony has like a right hand man. You know, I think that, you know, we're, we're kind of a team. It's, it's uh, me and I got I really got to, you know, talk about QT and Tony Schiavone and Pat Buck. You know, I think that, uh, you know, we kind of figured out a great way to work with each other and complement each other. And Tony kind of knows what all of our strengths are. So he kind of leans on us on those things. And obviously, Tony's uh, you know, the man when it comes to booking the shows and seeing, having that long-term vision. So uh, all, all together, I think we're, you know, just a great team. Hell yeah. You know, I, I remember having a conversation with Tony. I said, hey man, I, I know you know me as a wrestler, but uh, other than that, I, I don't believe you know me from a hole in the wall, but this is what I do. This is what I have done. And this is what I am, uh, that I can excel at. And, and I didn't even want to say, hey, these are the holes that I see here. I just said, hey, look, this is what I can do. And I've done it for years. So whenever you feel like you need to utilize me, bam, put me in coach. And a lot of people don't realize but uh, that work at AEW, but I came to AEW to do basically like one job as a producer. Uh, and then, you know, six months later. Wait, what was that job as a producer? What was that? Was it something specific? I had come in to help with the backstage uh, shots, being a backstage producer. Uh, in wrestling, you have a TV producer, which I kind of feel like I'm a TV producer on backstage, but then when I put the headset on, I'm a wrestling producer. Um, they wanted, hey, we've got enough coaches and wrestling producers. Can you please help us backstage? And I did that at Impact, so boom, I came in to kind of help the, the pre-tape process and the backstage elements of the show, and then quickly Three to six months later, uh, you know, I'm sitting in Tony's office all day. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I don't know how that I don't know how that blossomed. And, and um, I think I think internally and, uh, you know, I probably had this conversation with my wife when, when I said, hey, I want to quit WWE and go to another place was, hey, let me get here and, and organically everything will fall into place. I'm not going to push anything, nor am I going to insert myself into where I don't need to be inserted. It will organically happen. And it did organically happen where. Sanjay, you have formatted, timed, and written television. Take a look at this. But just stuff like that. So kind of evolved to working side by side with Tony. And I love it, man. I always tell people I've worked with uh, a bunch of billionaires at this point. So here's, <laughs> Is here's he your the favorite one. billionaire? Tony? 100%. He's my favorite billionaire of all time. Um, but, but, but I've worked with all these, you know, powerful people in wrestling, these billionaires, and he is like the, and maybe it helps that we're the same age. We're six months apart. Uh, we have a similar uh, background, you know, he, his dad's a Pakistani immigrant that came here. My parents are Indian immigrants. Um, the, the, there's a relation there. It, it's funny. When I first met Shad, I would just speak Punjabi with him all the time. So, 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 you know, I, I feel like those kind of things brought us a little closer, um, 
I, I don't know, man. It just blossomed. And, and I love it. I love it. I love working with Tony just because he is, uh, he's just so approachable and, and he's just like a dude. He's just a cool dude. 100%. Speaking Punjabi, how often do you get to like speak Punjabi and get to like flex that? Every time I was sat in them every Wednesday. Oh, you guys do? Oh, I've never seen you guys speaking Punjabi together. You know, obviously his English is good. He's been here since 13 or 14. He's lived here since, you know, experiencing the NBA and whatnot. But um, I, I understand, I kind of empathize with him in that he is still in a strange place. He's still uh, surrounded by people that, he, he, his sister finally got her visa and she kind of finally got to move uh, to Canada. So she's a little closer. Oh, that's um, but, nice. But yeah, it was, it was great. You know, he was telling me and he was crying. It was, a, it, was a, it was an emotional moment for both of us. You know, I felt, I felt for him. But uh, most of the time he and I uh, strictly speak Punjabi. I speak Punjabi to my mother still, um, even though she's been here since 1978 and speaks perfect English. I still speak Punjabi to her. That's awesome. That's really cool. Yeah, it's a connection that me and Sutton have. And, you know, it, hopefully he can feel a little more at home when he's around me at work. Yeah, listen, when me and my Canadian buddies all get together and talk about our packs of Molson 2-4s, it makes me feel a little more at home. I love it. <laughs> exactly. Um, let's talk about Sutton a little bit, though, because, like, he is a grade-A human being. Really enjoy him. I mean, even before I was working for AEW, anytime I would be there, I just feel like, there's a warmth about him that you want to like hang out with him. You want to have those conversations. Anytime I have my daughter there, he's always trying to grab her and she's like, yes, no! <laughs> she it's actually, a legit monster. <laughs> so we had Nora out with us when we were in Newark. My mom maybe had Nora out by the ring and she wanted to get up to see John and, and Sutton came and picked her up and handed her over to John, like just like swooped her up and handed her up into the ring to John. And she didn't know who was grabbing her. She turned around. She was like, oh my gosh, <laughs> but he's just, there's like that. <laughs> a Shrek. Yeah. There's just like, there's such a sweetness to him. Um, I, I truly adore him. Uh, what has your experience been like working with him? I mean, obviously the things that you just kind of rattled off, but. I love him. I love him as a person. I love him as a, as a professional. Um, me and him have obviously this bond where um, we're both from the same place with the same background. We speak the same language and there's not many of us in professional wrestling. That connection kind of brings us together right off the bat. We have this connection and he wants to excel at this. You know, he really wants to excel at this. And Lethal and I have kind of taken a hand in kind of cultivating his in-ring stuff whenever we can. Um, anytime there's uh, tag matches with he and Lethal, he, he hasn't had a singles match, so uh, we're getting to that point, but I think we're getting real close. Anything we show him, anything we tell him, he soaks it up. He uh, utilizes the stuff that we tell him to utilize. Hey, do this differently. And I didn't think that that would be the case. Uh, I've worked with other uh, Indian giants in WWE, and that was not the case <laughs> at all. Uh, so, you know, experiences with him, it, it's cool because I always tell people, yes, he's seven foot four. Yes, he's a giant or whatever we want to call uh, somebody of that stature. And he's got size 20 feet, but he's an athlete. Like that's the difference between him and anybody else that uh, of his size that has gotten into professional wrestling. He's a legitimate athlete. So anything that we show him or tell him, bam, he pulls it off. And I love that. And I think that he's got such a bright future in wrestling. He's 26, Renee. Let's not forget that. He is a kid. So I always kind of keep that in the back of my mind every week when, when, you know, we're, we're kind of talking with him that, Hey, he's still a kid. He's 26 and he's soaking in this new world um, that he probably had no clue about before he stepped in it. So for him to excel this quick uh, in something that he probably never even watched uh, as a child, that's, that says a, a lot about his character and his athletic prowess. What are you having him watch? What's some of like the tape that you're getting Sutton to view? I mean, I can imagine some of the obvious, but. I will say this. Paul White has taken a, obviously a kind of an interest in, in Sutton and, and uh, they have kind of. Hit. Got that giant yeah. heat. Don't get that right. giant heat. But, but they kind of <laughs> hit it off. So, so yeah. when it comes to like tape study and stuff, I tell Sutton, whatever Paul tells you, just listen and do that. So, uh, and I appreciate Paul taking that time and effort and energy that he expends with Sutton because, there, you know, there's some days where uh, Lethal and I just don't have a chance to get in the ring with him, but Paul does. So 
I've kind of told Sutton, hey, Paul will be your ticket to success if you just listen to what he's telling you to do. He is experienced. He, if there's anybody in AEW that can empathize and sympathize with uh, Sutton's issues and problems and, and kind of excelling at something like this, it's Paul. No, oh, 100%. I mean, what are the odds of being able to like show up somewhere and you've got Paul White there to be like, oh, I can actually tell you exactly how all of this stuff works and what's going to work for you, what's not, et cetera. Exactly. So, so that's why I tell Sutton a lot of times is, look, Lethal and I will tell you our perspective, but our perspective is going to be way different than his. His perspective and, and, and his insight will be more centered and geared to you. So whenever he wants to sit with you, just sit down and listen and soak it all in. The learning tree of show. Get up under it. The place <laughs> to be. Um, for you to be reunited with Jay Lethal, what were what were those like first few moments like of you guys being like back in business together? When he first got here, um, it, it, it took I I would say maybe four or five months before we got linked together on television. Those first four or five months that he was here, I was just like happy that my best friend in life is here next to me and we get to travel. And before that, you know, it was once a month he would fly here and spend the week or I would fly to Tampa. So now it was like, Hey, we don't, we don't got to do any of that. Just we'll see each other every Wednesday. <laughs> you know? So uh, everything that I say about him uh, on TV is true. Uh, he's a godfather of my kids. He's my best friend. He's my family. So then when Tony comes to me and says, hey, I got an idea. I want you to manage Lethal on camera. I was like, what in the hell are you talking about, man? And he says, <laughs> oh, I got another idea. I'm going to put you with Sutton Singh. I said, what? That, 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 the seven-foot-four giant basketball player? <laughs> I, 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 I said, ah, uh, well, uh, okay, let's fucking go. And I, I'll be honest, if it wasn't Lethal and if it wasn't Sutton, I probably would have told Tony, no, thank you. Um, I had no aspirations to be in front of the camera, uh, not, not something that I ever wanted to do. I knew that that was behind me, but to work alongside my best friend in life and to help a, a fellow countryman such as Sutton, uh, kind of be the key to uh, the success of professional wrestling in India moving forward, sign me up. Um, it, it's awesome. It's, it's not work, man. It's, it's, it's so much fun. Um, I'm looking at a picture of lethal right now, you know, so it's, it's, it, it's fun. Just, I, I'm with my best friend. That's not work, man. Being alongside those guys. I couldn't have wrote this story, man. It's, it's, un, it's indescribable how actually, uh, fun and happy and fulfilled I am to be out there with him. It really is nice. Like even like, you know, for Soraya and I, for us to both show up at AEW, like at the same time, you know, her and I have always stayed in close contact. So when we're like, are you going to go there? You're going to go there? Let's do this. Like, and it was so cool within like, you know, maybe I think it was maybe a month apart, a couple weeks of, of her debuting and then me being able to join as well. And I mean, obviously my husband's there as well, but he's always in like work mode. He's doing his thing. It's, it's so nice to like have like your girlfriends there and other people. Like, it's such a family backstage. And I know you say that kind of everywhere within professional wrestling, but it really is that. And when you have like your people and like, there are long days. There can always be some crazy things going on. It's nice to like have your people that you can just kind of like recharge with. Start the NFL week off right with a no sweat same game parlay every Thursday from FanDuel, America's number one sports book. It doesn't matter if you're new to FanDuel or you already have an account. Every Thursday night, you'll get free bets back if your NFL same game parlay doesn't hit. Same game parlays are the perfect way to combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payday. I'm talking game lines, totals, spreads, player props, touchdown scorers, so many to choose from. You can build your own or choose from one of the popular same game parlays pre-built in for you in FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. However you want to play, you can bet the NFL every Thursday night with a no-sweat same game parlay. Just sign up with the promo code Renee. And if you don't already have an account, that's promo code Renee, R-E-N-E-E, to get free bets back if your same game parlay doesn't hit. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Disclaimer, 21 in select states. First online real money wager only. Refund issued as non-withdrawable free bets that expire 14 days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG for Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Illinois, and Virginia. 
1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 53342 for Arizona. 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat for Connecticut. 1-800-9-WITH-IT for Indiana. 1-877-770-STOP for Louisiana. 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 for New York. TN Redline, 1-800-889-9789 for Tennessee, 1-800-522-4700 for Wyoming, or visit www.1800gambler.net for West Virginia. Talk to me about the pencil. Oh, God. <laughs> okay, so um, the pencil. I'm looking at about 100 uh, property assigned J-Dept pencils right now. So I want to I actually say shout out to Kurt Hawkins. Uh, he, he texted me and he said, Hey, check your mailbox. I opened my mailbox and he had gifted me like these custom property Sanjay debt pencils. So that was awesome where that started. So lethal and I were about to do our first, uh, live shot when we got linked together and I had my pencil, which is always there. So this was not something that I concocted for this gimmick or this character. It wasn't a gimmick pencil. I always have the pencil (laughs) in the ear. I love to take notes. Um, uh, that's the only way I can actually function. You asked, asked, asked me earlier, how do you function? A lot of it is taking notes. I always have my green little book, my moleskin and my pencil. So lethal says, Hey, take your pencil. I was about to do this live shot. And I looked at him and said, you know what? I'm just going to keep it in. And then it just stayed in from there. And you keep these pencils very sharp. Are you walking around with your own sharpener? What's the sharpener situation? I do. <laughs> I do. I, I have a, I have a little silver portable sharpener that I have in my suit coat uh, pocket right here that is always there ready to sharpen there's nothing better than a finely sharpened number two pencil Renee why is that so satisfying it really is yes it's the best it's the best I I love it I I I literally take notes all day I I literally take notes all day with it so I need that sharpener I actually bought a pack of a pack of six sharpeners so if I lose one I've got five more um, RJ city is always kind of like razzing you about the pencil, but you also, you, you, um, work with RJ and doing, um, AEW as well. Yeah. I think he's one of the ta- most talented guys that I've ever met. And everywhere that I have gone, I have attempted to get him where I have been and say, you got to hire this guy. You got to hire this guy. How did you guys meet? What's like the origin story of you two? Oof. So, uh, we, we did kind of the, the similar indie circuit in the Northeast, uh, in the early 2010s, that's where I kind of first um, heard of him. I remember um, DJ Z, I think he's uh, Joaquin Wild now on, on WWE. He showed me his promo. He said, hey, you got to see this, this kid, RJ. Look at his promo. And I was like, holy cow. This dude gets entertainment. He gets television. He gets television pro wrestling. Like, even though he's not on television, why is this guy not on TV? So then I just attempted to get him hired everywhere I went. And then he started working on with you at the bump or were you on the bump? Who, who did the bump with him? I was not on the bump. That was all with Kayla. Um, but yeah, he's I, I, I was. That's how I became familiar with RJ was when he was on the bump anyways. So when I saw him there, I was like, holy cow, this is uh, great. So then I went to Kapoor and I said, hey, man, you got to put him on the writing team. Like this dude's this is the best. Uh, Tony Khan is a big fan of RJ's. Uh, I guess the three of us have a similar sense of humor. We all kind of <laughs> like the same things. I guess Tony reached out to it's RJ. It's a very specific sense of humor. Very specific. So yeah. Tony kind of reached out to RJ. And then, you know, we created this AEW thing. And I think it's probably some of the best stuff that AEW produces and puts out on a weekly basis that I wish that the whole world knew about. But uh, enough people do know about it. I got to be on it. I loved it. I'm, I mean, I'm a huge fan of RJ as well. I feel like as soon as I saw him on the bump and then more so like even just following his Twitter feed, I'm like, what is this guy's deal? The random shit he throws out there and his like commitment to the niche jokes yes. like kills me. I, I think kills me. He is definitely one of the most talented dudes in professional wrestling. Period. Bar yeah, none. he is great. Um, do you stay in touch with Dave Kapoor? I haven't spoken to him in quite a while. Um, so I should, I should, I should, I should text him. <laughs> Let's patch him in. We've yes. got Dave Kapoor on the line. <laughs> well, spe- speaking of, speaking of Indians and professional wrestling, there, there's, there's another one that kind of, he climbed the top. He's of the great. Mountain. He's Absolutely. done it. No, 100%. He's super, super talented. Um, working with Jeff Jarrett in AEW, having him step in there. What's your reaction to, to Jeff joining the fray and, and you guys being reconnected again as well? Just a special dude to me. I have very few mentors in professional wrestling. He's he would be probably the first 
person I would consider a mentor of mine. I, I never envisioned myself in backstage capacity in, in any way, shape, or form. He did. And he's the reason that I kind of am in where I am now. He's the first person that, that called me and said, hey, do you want to sit in on the creative meetings? I said, okay. And, and you know, kind of blossomed from there. And, and I kind of started learning all the other aspects of, you know, producing television, putting it together, why things are the way they are, how we format TV, how we time TV. I learned kind of all that stuff from Jeff. Um, you know, he, like I said, he, he saw something in me that I didn't really know I had in me. I think that was solely based on the fact that he knew that I had a college education. So, um, so if any young wrestlers are watching this, get an education. Okay. So it's funny. I had that written down for, to talk to you about, because I don't, where did you go to school? What is your college degree in? I went to George Mason University, uh, Northern Virginia. It's right outside DC. I, I majored in communication and I concentrated on public relations. The entire time that I was in college, I was also a professional wrestler. So it was, it was a tough, like balancing act, but I remember my parents were always say, you want to do this wrestling thing? That's fine, but you got to go to college and get your education. So I, I did both. What was like that initial conversation with your parents? You talk about them being immigrants to the United States. Um, they moved here before you were born, yep. right? Yep. So for them to come here, them figuring out their footing, them creating this life for themselves and their son is like, I'm going to be a professional wrestler. And they were they always uh, really welcoming of that? My mother, no. She, she was like, <laughs> so, so, so my dad, um, the, the reason I, I, I fell in love with wrestling was my dad. So he, he came here in 79, immigrated in, you know, in D.C., in the D.C. area. Um, and at that point in, in D.C., I guess every territory was on television. Mid-South, Georgia, Mid-Atlantic, Florida, everything. And he fell in love with professional wrestling. He taped it all. And I still got VHS tapes downstairs for, from him. Who were your dad's guys? Who was he really into? Strangely enough, he always would talk to me about how he loved Pistol Pez Watley. Uh, he loved Thunderbolt Patterson. Um, you know, he, he liked he, he liked that gritty mid-Atlantic NWA territory wrestling. Uh, I, I remember Greg Valentine and Roddy Piper dog collar match. He fucking loved that. He loved the territory wrestling. And that's how I fell into wrestling. So when I said to them, look, hey, I want to be a professional wrestler, my dad, you know, he thought it was cool. I think in the back of his head, he was like, all right, well, you'll get a job eventually. My mom was like, you're fucking out of your mind. I'm going to tell my Indian friends that my son is a wrestler. You should be a, a <laughs> doctor, a lawyer, engineer like every other Indian. Uh, fuck that. I'm not doing that. So um, they, they quickly realized, okay, he's kind of good at this. So, I, I mean, I, I signed my first contract two years into wrestling. So my mom was like, kind of like, okay, well, maybe there is something to this. Then I bought a house. She still wasn't convinced. I remember she, she called my wife and she said, Ashley, can you please tell him to, to find something else to do? Like he could become an FBI agent. I'm like 26. I just bought a house, mom. You want me to go work for the yet? bureau? Let's go. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> you know, I live in Virginia. So I just go to Quantico and yeah. just go to the FBI <laughs> academy. Huh? That, that's how it works, right? So uh, they, they, they quickly realized, okay, he's good at this. He has, you know, cultivated a, a niche for himself and he can make a living and he can support his family. And that's all we really ask for in life. Did you feel that pressure to hurry up and get success? because of that like I mine's like a different story but I remember like my mom was very much like I don't think she really understood what I was trying to do and I think she thought it was like such a hoop dream that she was like if by 25 you don't have any success we should probably call it sure. and you know I, I started pretty young but I you know I I signed my first television contract at like 23 so I was like phew okay good I, I got the success that I kind of needed to like proved everybody that this isn't just like some bullshit but did you feel like that same kind of pressure uh, a, li a little bit yeah so so broadcast journalism no so I out of high school went and did like second city I was taking acting oh, classes wow. I was auditioning I was waitressing like I was doing like that road sure. but as I was like how do I get on television that'll make everyone know if they can see me doing the thing then they'll know that I'm being successful at the thing similar to you when I got on television I thought okay well I mean, what, what, what else you want from me? I'm on TV. But like I said, my, my dad was, he, he just wanted to like, hey, who did you meet this week? You know, uh, <laughs> or, you know oh, wait, yeah. your boss is Jeff Jarrett? Oh, t -t tell me about Jeff Jarrett. 
can you get any stories, stories about Jerry Jarrett? Cause he used to watch Memphis and you know, so my dad was like that. My mom was just like, all right, who will ho hopefully he'll kind of figure something else out. And I never did. I mean, now she's fine with it obviously, but um, her biggest trepidation was watching my son get hurt. A and I'm an only child. You're an only child. It all makes sense. Oh gosh. Now I, blew, I, I blew my spot. <laughs> I blew my spot. Oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's funny when you meet someone, you're like, oh, I remember the first time I met uh, the Miz and we were like bullshitting and he's like, you know, Mike going like a mile a minute. I was like, you don't have siblings. Do you? And he's like, why, why would you say that? Yes, oh. he is. He's like, why would you say that? I'm like, you are an only child. That explains everything. 100%. 100%. <laughs> <laughs> that is so funny <laughs> so okay so when you're going to school you're going uh communications public pu public relations as well why did I just stutter on that so much um did you ever think you were going to do something with that or were you just no. kind of checking the box with that checking boxes okay so, so I yeah. remember uh the way I picked my major was I looked at all the credits that I had already attained and then I looked at the majors and I said oh wow this gets me to this major quick so I can get done with school and just focus on wrestle, 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 wrestle. So Jeff Jarrett came out and he did, he cut this promo. I think it was like maybe the week after he arrived and he like rattled off your IQ. It was like 181 or something. 181, 20, whatever it was. But I was like, he said that. And I was like, wait, is that real? Do you have a very high IQ or is he just talking to talk? Do we know? Do we know what your let's, IQ let's is? Let's just keep that as a question mark. Okay. How about that? <laughs> Okay, all right. We'll just let that simmer and people can kind of figure it out themselves. <laughs> okay, fair enough. But I heard that and I was like, wow, I mean, I do see the way that you're like functioning and thinking and you're like, you're definitely like functioning at an elite level, no pun intended. Oh, thank you. Um, but, uh, but anyways, I digress. Um, okay, so your time in AEW has been great. What are some things that you still really want to do? Um, in terms of like producing things, is it like producing like a certain match? Is it the backstage things? Is it like expanding into like other television markets that we can maybe put AEW? I don't have any personal goals within the company. My, my goals would be goals for the company, for us to continue to grow and succeed. Uh, because when the company does, you know, it's a trickle down effect. We all do. But, but one thing that I do want to take a, a more of a prominent hand in uh, in the next couple of years is kind of breaking into the Indian market. Um, it, it's a market that everybody, you know, kind of uh, ha has wanted to in, in Western entertainment. You know, everybody wants to break into China and India and China and India. Uh, I would love for AEW to kind of break through in India and, and be a big part of that. In 2012, 11, Jeff Jarrett and I, we kind of did this Rinka King thing over there where we created this promotion from scratch, totally from scratch. And built it around Indians. It was all in Hindi. I don't know if that's what we do, but I, I would love to have a, a strong hand in creating a niche for AEW in India. Why is wrestling so huge in India? What is that connection? Because it's funny, I was just talking to uh, to Big Cass about this because I was like talking about like the breakdown on like my Instagram or whatever. I was like, my biggest following is like, it goes the United States and then like the UK and India and then like a huge, yeah, like India is a huge market for professional wrestling. What is that connection? I don't know if I can pinpoint what that is, but uh, it, it's a, it's a, it's a combat fighting culture where some of the oldest traditional Indian sports, uh, one of them is called Kushti, which is um, kind of amateur wrestling in, in a mud pit. And that's kind of been, since day one and one of the greatest indian professional wrestlers dara singh you know he he drew out he drew sold out stadiums with luthes all across india and he came from kushti and i think that that's a big part of it where uh the most popular bollywood movies are all centered around action so uh, indian culture and entertainment is so so centered around fighting and combat that i think that that kind of has created professional wrestling to kind of catapult itself to the top of kind of the Western entertainment that comes to India. And a lot of it, uh, what you, what you were noting about your Instagram account and stuff like that, uh, India's population, obviously 1.4 billion, but I mean, everybody. Ask those Bollywood boys. They'll tell us all about course, it. Yes. Every promo. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> but, but, but 
you know, a majority of those people consume all of their entertainment through through this. You know, yeah. TVs are, are one thing, but everybody's got a mobile phone and everybody's on YouTube. And that's why, you know, a lot of the highest viewed WWE videos are Kavita, you know, uh, and a lot of that is is that, you know, everybody consumes everything on that phone and anything that is India related. If there's an Indian that has made success outside of India in the Western world and whatever entertainment feel that is they are ultimately instant heroes to the indian market so they are going to follow them no matter what but i think a lot of it stems from the fact that uh so much of entertainment is is centered around fighting and combat what was your experience like when you guys got to go over there and put that promotion together had you been to india prior to that i went a few times with family and then what uh, part of india so my my family is probably from new delhi and then uh, a small part is from the state of Punjab, northern India. After that, I think I went to India for the first time wrestling related in 2005 and a promotional uh, tour for, for uh, TNA Wrestling. But we, when we did Rinka King, you know, it was, it was surreal. Road Dog and I went there and we did this casting call across the country. Uh, we saw like 300 Indians. I don't think maybe two of them knew what professional wrestling was. And they came to this casting call because they wanted to be on this TV show. We picked uh, basically out out of thin air what who we thought could succeed as professional wrestlers, and we made them professional wrestlers. And you know they were stars. Uh, The first episode of Rinka King did eighteen million viewers. I mean, whoa, holy shit! Yeah, yeah, eighteen million viewers. So that was like our 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 peak rating, you know, which was crazy. I I think a bad week for us, ten eleven million people. But obviously, it's you know it's one point four billion people that you're pooling from. So. Uh, a bad rating sometimes is 10 million people. Holy shit. Wow. That's crazy. Totally surreal experience. Just creating a, a actual television show, a promotion from scratch. Okay. So completely aside from wrestling in India, talk to me about the food in India. I love Do Indian you? food. Oh my God. I love Indian food. Absolutely. When you're in India... What's like the go-to? Because I feel like we probably get like the very Americanized version of Indian food here. I'll tell you, my main thing about eating in India is I, uh, I, all I'm worried about is getting sick. We've heard the Booker T stories. We've heard, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I remember when we did Rinka King, Scott Steiner was so paranoid. He had one huge roller bag and it was nothing but cans of tuna, hot plate, beans, you name it. He ate not one <laughs> meal in India. Um, no, I, I, I love yeah, Indian yeah. food. Uh, obviously, the, the butter chickens. And, and uh, you ever had goat or lamb? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've, I had, actually, didn't we just, have, we just had goat and catering the other day, didn't we? Yes. It was I great. It. it was really good. I did too. Yeah, me too. It was good. So you like spicy food? I love it. I love the spice. I love like, yeah, there's a very big Indian culture in Canada and in Toronto in particular. So, yeah, I mean, there's there's like some really great restaurants to go out to. I feel like I've not I mean, in Cincinnati, I don't think I'm going to find like the finest Indian fare. (laughs) I think you can find some great stuff in Toronto. So like Toronto. Yes. Brampton, which is nothing but Indians. I remember. So every every year, Canada Day, July 1st. I would go to Brampton and I would do the show for uh, Tiger Jeet Singh and his family. And, and literally, and I'm not, it was sometimes from anywhere from 5,000 to 10,000 people outside in Brampton watching professional wrestling. And they're all oh Indian, all Indian. Yeah. I mean, I felt like, <laughs> yes. I felt like, you know, like the rock. <laughs> it was yeah. really cool stuff. <laughs> no, it's great. Even in like the little India part of Toronto, it's like, it is so great. That's the one thing about Toronto that I love is like how diverse and multicultural it is, but it's like the authentic versions of all of those things. All your family's still there. All my family's Gosh. still in Toronto. Yeah. I don't, I don't get up there as often as I would like, but now that we're in Cincinnati, I'm like a little bit closer. So I think if I get there every like six months, I can kind of scratch that itch a little bit. Did you but. get to see uh, family when we did TV? Yes. Yeah. Because oh, that's, awesome. that's when I debuted. So I was able, like, we, we didn't get to stay as long though. I wish that we did, but, um, yeah, I got to see my mom. Uh, my dad was out of town, but like my brother, we got to see everybody. It was awesome. great. It awesome. was so, so good. Very cool. Um, yeah, I love those Canada days. It's just the best. Um, so how do you juggle the work family life? Cause you're also family man, your dad, your husband, you're all those things. How do you, uh, how do you strike that balance? I'll say this. Uh, one thing that I that I want to commend AEW uh, for is 
the the executives at AEW are very conscious of of having a good work life balance, um, and, and that helps Thank a God. lot. Yes, absolutely. Um, I love wrestling. I love my job, but uh, my wife and my children are first and foremost. Like I said earlier, too, it's it's about time management. So when I'm home, it is all about time management. Um, so I, I remember you said, hey, what time do you want to do this? And I was like, OK, well, I can get done with what I got to get done. And then I can <laughs> yeah. do this and then I can get done with this and I can go pick up my kids from school. So yes. it's all about time. Yep. Management. That's all it is. It's all about juggling those things. Absolutely. So your wife was at TV with us a couple of weeks ago and her and I got to hang out in uh, talent viewing for a second. And that was like right before or it was right after Halloween. Yes. She was telling me that you're a big Halloween guy. Are you also a big Christmas guy? Are you like a big holiday guy? So I, I'm a big um, put a smile on the kids faces guy. So whatever that takes, I will do. And, and not just my kids, but uh, in our neighborhood, you know, a couple of the families we're very close with all their kids are best friends with our kids. And so I just try to pop them. So for Halloween, <laughs> I'll just try to figure out the most ridiculous thing that I can be. I was just, I was one of those inflatable rodeo guy this year yeah yeah yeah. Uh, last year i was a, i was an inflatable sumo but it looked like the guy was kidnapping me and i'm just walking around the neighborhood just trying to pop everybody That's so amazing. yeah uh, my wife is a big christmas uh person so the house is okay we've got two trees and everything all, all over the house is christmas decoration you got to i know actually as soon as we're done this i think i'm going to try to wrangle john to go get our tree we put we put up a tree but it's kind of unsatisfactory as far as i'm concerned so i think we got to go get another tree this tree's kind of bullshit <laughs> it's the most important thing renee come on much to his chagrin he's gonna be like oh my god we already have a tree up leave me alone bah, but humbug. i need him to carry it for me i know bah humbug uh well listen sanjay i appreciate you taking the time i know you're a busy man um i love that we get to work so closely together and i can like really see how you operate and all the things that you bring to the table. So on the up and ups, we're going to continue to hit home runs, continue to crush it. You're the shit, dude. Renee, it's been a pleasure. Like you said, we didn't get to work much at WWE, but this interaction that we've had, we're working together for whatever the past few months, it's been a pleasure. Um, Like I said, more than anything, I just love working with very, very talented people and, and, and trusting in them to hit home runs, which you are doing constantly. The whole company is. I appreciate you having me on here. Uh, It's an honor. Thank you to Sanjay for hanging out with me. Much appreciated. We'll see plenty more of that man as I continue to pick his brain and find out what his IQ actually is. I would love to give him a little test because I feel like it's got to be up there. Why am I so fixated on his IQ? Couldn't tell you. I have no idea. But I am. I'm honed in on it for some reason. Um, All right, guys, thank you for hanging out. This has been another episode of The Sessions. Make sure to check out all the things on YouTube. Like, subscribe, notifications, blah, 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 blah. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter, blah, 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 blah. And I'm not saying that as a throwaway. I just, I know you guys know. I'm just, I'm saying it because I feel like I got to say it. But you guys know the deal. You know the score. Thank you. Thanks for hanging out. (laughs) All right, guys, I'll talk to you next time on The Sessions.